back to Torchlit Tavern. My name is Jameson Oxford, and I have a master's in Dungeoneering. <laughs> I fucking hate you. I, I hate that you looked directly at the camera when you said that. I, Fuck. I miss when we didn't have cameras. <laughs> <laughs> that was a we good one. We are a roleplay Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition podcast. I focus on storytelling and character building, and sometimes that means forcefully murdering your PCs for the good of the plot and for people who pay good enough money. Fuck hey there, you, Jess. Jess. You're a monster, and I love you. Thank you for donating to our Patreon. Go fuck Absolutely. yourself. <laughs> How dare it's you? Rude. He's a Patreon subscriber. You were struck by lightning. You died. It's incredibly rude. Anyway. You're the first one to go after me. I can't believe you've done this. <laughs> this is like the second one that's tried to kill me. <laughs> yeah, like I said, we're a real play Dungeons & Dragons podcast. I play this game with some chuckly bastards who are, well, rightfully a little irritated with me as of last episode, and they are to my left. Hi. I'm the Dungeoneering Master. Not really. I'm fucked up right now. <laughs> Thanks, Jess. Uh, it's Randall back again, playing the good boy Dylan, just trying to protect his halfling homie. Hopefully we don't die. I might. Roy might. Good luck. To my left. <laughs> hey, it's Ryan, and I play Roy, and my best friend is trying to dismantle my D&D game from the inside out. Thank you. To my left. Do you do you play Roy? Like, are we sure? I'm just saying, the way things hung on that last one. It's true. Are you sure you play Roy? It was just me versus Jess at that point in real life. <laughs> Hello, everybody. My name is Mitch, and I play Bruce, the Goliath stepdad to this group of weirdos. And I gotta say, Dylan's planning is real bad. I mean, anyone who just loses their cloak like that should just get fired. And to my left is... And... To his, it's me against the world, baby, is once again your friend Jeff, reprising his role as the gentleman, the skeleton, Mr. Grimm. Damn, this tavern's dirty. (laughs) (laughs) This tavern is pretty dirty. You know what I'm going to do? Normally I clean it with fire, but today I'm going to go wild and clean it with water. Welcome to tavern keeping. That doesn't work. I know, but I'm trying anyway. Quick, pee on the corners. Pee on the tables. It will clean it. (laughs) Okay. Uh, (laughs) I can do that. (laughs) All right, so thank you, all you beautiful sons of bitches, all you wonderful daughters of hell, all of you who've come to be a part of this crazy experience. We love you so much. And if you want to get a hold of us, let me tell you a couple ways you can do it. And this is going to be Spitfire. This is quick and easy. What you going to do? You can put us into the Google. And then in the Google, you're going to get an Instagram and a Twitter. What are those? At Torchlet Tavern. Damn right. It may also even somehow show you the hashtag. What's the hashtag? Hashtag Torchlet Tavern. God damn, it's so easy. And it'll bring up the Facebook. What's the Facebook? Facebook.com slash Torchlet Tavern. And of course, the website? TorchlitTavern.com. Dot com. Damn right. And finally, as... The last episode has showed we've had a little bit more activity in our Patreon. And God, we're, we're happy to have you there and happy to give you anything you want because you're the real heroes. You really are, though. But maybe maybe don't go quite as hard as that last one. There, there's a precedent set by Jess, who 
God love her. She hit me at the right time so that I could do a storyline and press an issue that was in happening in game, and I just got to press it a little harder than I would have, so I let that happen. But I will not make a habit of killing anybody you want for five dollars a month. It'll take at least ten. Shout at out to Jess. 10. Thank you for buying our DM his balls. Yeah. And for just ten dollars a month, you could buy our DM another pair of balls. Wait, did we it's do true. tavern keeping? I was in bleed out. It's okay. It's okay. You'll be fine. Yeah, you'll okay. be fine. Okay. I only got a med kit. So, if you want to go to I that got a Patreon med kit, you fucking ragamuffin. <laughs> and and help make our world even zanier, Ryan, tell them what the Patreon is. Patreon.com slash Torchlit Tavern. It's so easy. So Jeff, once again, that was mean having Ryan say that. That was that was rude. <laughs> After what just happened, what's happening right now. I mean, you know, I just don't want to take something away from him. We still need him on the show for at least that. We're monstrous people playing a monstrous game of D&D, and, it's, and you're surprised that we attracted monstrous Patreon subscribers? Come on. <laughs> well, I mean, with it's probably the only talking role he's going to get this episode, so yeah, let him talk about it, I guess. You, you want to talk about Could your day before we move on? Because once we start in this story, man, I think I think you're out, right? Nah, it's cool. I'll take a nap or something. All right, bud. <laughs> All right. I'll ring if we need some, all right? All right. Are we ready? Sounds like a plan. So, oh my God, thank you for so liking, subscribing, sharing, reviewing, and rating, and all that stuff. Please keep sharing us. Please keep rating us. We love it so much. Show your friends and tell us how much you hate us. Let's get into it. Goddamn right. Last time on Torch the Tavern. Ryan got fucked. Ryan got fucked because I got permission, uh, both both literally and figuratively, from our audience and myself. I gave it to myself. Uh, to really push dicks because they started shit in the middle of a, a of a military camp. Uh, as Roy and Dylan tried to evade the army after essentially Roy tried to murder Will and Bennett, uh, they were attacked by the entire army and most Shrugs. viciously Jess Donnell and Jennifer Eric, who already kind of were gunning for Dylan and his boys since day one. Uh, AKA and they were so deep in the camp that just the hail of arrows and the constant spell bombardment did wear them down and they were both captured just just shy of the city walls uh dylan was knocked unconscious by a vicious bolt from zaft and roy who had had to go into his ice cube form of defense was teleported away by the let's call it manically tenacious, tenacious. Jess Donnell, who's, who, who wants to kill this halfling so bad. for We don't even know why. I guess she just is racist against halflings? Or maybe she knows that Troy isn't his real name and hates people who forge documents. I don't know. I mean, I just put a T in front of it. It's not that big a deal. Troy's it, not your first name? Sell that to her. <laughs> you told me Roy was a fake one. <laughs> uh, so many fake names, it's hard to keep track. While that was happening... Uh, Bruce and Grimm found themselves already behind the enemy walls inside the fort center of Santitas, where they watched soldiers and just heavily armed men coming and lining the walls to the fort and heading out toward the front while the Fists of Newman were being allowed entry. The doors were shut behind the Fists of Newman, and the Fists of Newman had come to a sudden halt once they reached halfway across the courtyard. A door had opened... And someone who looks like a cultist of Azazel stepped forward with what appears to be the box that holds the mantle of spring. When the doors opened, Grimm took that moment to teleport both him and Bruce behind a pillar within the fort itself. And they are there, currently pretending to be minions of Santitas or Azazel. You're not really sure how that's breaking down. My question to you is, when you guys changed form, 
Specifically, what forms did you take again? Because originally you'd become Fist of Newman, but then you once you changed the plan, uh, you became something else. What was that? I just changed to look like one of these hooded figures, and I think okay. um, Bruce... Bruce has assumed the form of one of the automatons. Yeah, I think you both did. I don't think I'm... I mean... Yeah, I, I, it's safe for me, to, for me to be something smaller than something bigger, so I decided to be a hooded. It's safer for me to be something bigger than something smaller. Yeah. Cool. Just checking. So, what do you do? Uh, you guys see that this uh, character, who you guys never had close interactions with, if Dylan was here, he could tell you it's Seth, but that means nothing to you guys. Um, he seems to be, like, flip. he's waving at the Fists of Newman. Wait, didn't you say he was holding a bomb? No, I said he's holding a can bomb. I, can Bruce see the bomb now? Yes, he's... Yeah, can Bruce see yes, the bomb can now? Yes, see the bomb now. Grim, he's, he's got the bomb. From, from, no, from he doesn't. He has the mental. Uh, he's waving, and then he's nodding to some, as the Fists of Newman are charging forward because they seem upset by something they've sensed. Maybe their Detect Eagle has gone off, and they're charging forward, and now the doors are closing, and he is stepping back into the building with you guys. Outside, you start to hear clacks and calls, the sound of men uh, in the distance fighting, and the wall is blaring with what sounds like calls to arms. So the doors that we teleported through shut, and Krieg's yes, on the outside of them. they're shutting right now, yes. And Krieg is going to be outside of them, yes. Cool. That takes that whole part of my equation right out. I was going to shut those doors. Now I don't have to. <laughs> That takes that whole part of my equation out, too. I was using those as an evacuation plan. <laughs> there are other places to evacuate. Like his pants. <laughs> Good place. Son of a bitch. It's going to lighten your load, going to make you run a little faster. Okay, so what's he doing with the mantle? He just seems to, he's just like, he just tucks it kind of back under his cloak and starts walking down the hallway. He is barking orders uh, to like what look like generals on either side, and as you look at them, you realize that these are, are men definitely dressed in the colors of Santitas. Uh, he, ta- he talks to a, this big, fat uh, man dressed in noble's clothes that Bruce recognizes as another of the guests back at the dinner party. He was there with this one lady in dark, and he, um, he you remember, he's the Duke of Santitas. I think they, oh no! And you the see others, him whisper. The others met him in like episode two. Nah, he only ever. That was the marquee. Oh, was it someone else? Okay. Yeah, the Mar- marquee don't benefit thing or marquee date somebody. He died. I think. Patrick, <laughs> I think. Patrick Simmons. Patrick yes. Simmons. Yes, he's. he's I done. remember. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Duke of Santitas you guys met didn't interact with much, but Seth whispers something to him, and then he heads off out a side door and up some stairs. Okay. What are you guys? gonna do yeah otherwise he's heading deeper into the fort i mean what are the other people that look like us doing um they are gearing up they're preparing they are manning near the doorway some of them are throwing a cross beam across the door to prepare against siege everyone's gearing up for a fight what are the automatons doing for for my reference because bruce is just sort of trying to copy the automatons are standing unnaturally still they are not doing anything unless somebody walks up to them and says something and Bruce does that. You see, like, some of the, the people will walk up and tell an automaton to do something, and then he'll, like, put the uh, the block across the, the doors to, like, do it, because they're, like, the lifters. Bruce, oh, sweet. Bruce is just Barry again. <laughs> Barry uh, 2.0. Yeah. <laughs> Barry Tomaton is just going to stand as still as humanly possible for an old man, unless Jeff moves, and then he will just 
pursue as if he's been ordered to do so. I'm going to look to Bruce and go, we have to stay near that box. And then I'm going to do exactly that and do my best to stay near that box while not seeming conspicuous. Okay, roll me a stealth check. Go ahead and give me advantage because y'all have got great skies going on. There's a lot of chaos as everybody gets ready. Um, Let me tell you right now, there's dice involved. I can fuck this up. That's fair. I have a 20. <laughs> Bruce? Hang on. Alright, just, just hold your fucking horses. No, man, I need to know. <laughs> it's not gonna matter, but I wanna, I wanna make sure I add my bonus, alright? It's a good thing I have advantage. It saved me from getting a 2. What did you get? Instead, I take the 7 eh, oh, and add 4. <laughs> oh god, okay. Uh, you're rolling 11, so you're, you're moving through the crowd with Grim. And uh, you seem to be doing okay, except for somebody who's dressed in, like, what looks like officer's, uh, Brianne's officer's robe steps up to Grim, and he stops you. Officer. He comes up to me and says, officer? Yes. Officer. He's an officer. He says, lieutenant. I've been watching them move while moving. Did I observe a salute? Mm -hmm. Uh, he gives you, like... Oh, uh, yeah, sure. Um, roll a perception check, and let's see if you kind of picked up on one of those, like, as you were Ooh, that's a good one. It's 18 natural, so there's definitely at least a plus two on that. Yeah, you see that they put their fist over their heart when they, when they do okay. something, like Roman style. So, I put my fist over my heart. <clears throat> Officer? Your unit. It seems to be malfunctioning. Its walk is strange. Yes, I plan on getting it fixed as soon as possible. We're about to go into battle in the morning. Take it to the foundry immediately. Its gate is not enough to damage its ability to move. I gave you an order. Yes, sir. And then he kind of walks off, but you have no idea which way the foundry is, so which way do you go? I wait for him to walk <laughs> off. Okay. Uh, Seth continues to make it down the hallway. He gets to a set of double doors in the back. And I slightly change what I look like so he can't bother me again. Okay. I change to look like an officer now. That man was very rude and made Bruce feel self-conscious about what he's doing here. Uh, so Bruce is going to use his thaumaturgy and uh, just make the sounds of gently creaking steel uh, just continuously from his body. Okay, so you're leaning into that your walk is yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It just, it, it just, when, when there's no one around, you're just like, just just tell him I uh, need a, a more oil or something. Yes, 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 yes. Of course, of course. <laughs> Okay, uh, so Seth uh, turns to uh, some officers near the doorway before he ducks in there, and you can uh, roll perception. Fucking Nat. <laughs> 20. Damn, that's like the third one in this team. Hang on, Jay, right, so. I got you. 10. Okay, once again, Bruce just stands there, kind of, but you get, uh, you can hear him. He's not, he's not whispering, but you're far enough away that you that this isn't loud, and he's saying, party's gonna start soon. Get upstairs and activate the crystal. We're gonna start this off in an hour. And this is what Seth is saying to somebody? Yeah, and uh, another one of the officers just takes uh, takes off ahead of him through the thing and then turns down another hallway. Okay. Um, I'm gonna hunter's mark Seth without leaving an actual mark on him. Okay. So then, yeah, I, I hunter's mark him, so now I can track him, and I go, we have to figure out what's up with that crystal. And I, f yeah. Bruce doesn't say shit. I just know that he's listening, and that's what matters. And yes. so we follow the guy yeah. who's going towards the crystal. You don't follow Seth. 
No, I can now keep track of him with the hunter's mark. Okay, got it, got it. Okay, so um, roll me another stealth check, because you're about to break away from the main group. Still at advantage, right? Because we have such good disguises? Yeah, sure. Okay, cool. Um, 25? No, 24. Bruce? How tall is Seth? Uh, 5'11". Oh, fuck. Okay, that's that's not something Bruce could fake. All right. <laughs> Jesus. All right, I got a 16 this time. Okay, you guys move, and uh, you du- you just duck into the little doorway. Um, Jeff, you just fucking cl- close it behind one door behind you guys so that you can cut right, and you immediately see that there's like a stairway that leads up. Um, it doesn't take you long to figure out that this guy's heading just up the tower, the main tower that yes. sits on top of the keep itself. And I follow him, and does uh, it look like there's only really one way this could go? Um... For him, yes. To f- just figure out where he's Am going. Am I just going up a path? Uh, you you get up to the next level and you find pretty quickly the stairway going up. Uh, it's pretty obvious because you you were like on his ass. Um, you see him going up what looks to be a a large spiral staircase. It looks like you've entered the base of what looks like a tower, and just because the room is just a large circular thing, you see a stone staircase through a doorway that he is now going in. On either side of it are two uh, hulking automatons. They seem to be guarding the door. Okay. Well, I should look like a... So I, I just walk like I know what I'm doing. Okay. Uh, as you get close to the door, uh, the weapons are immediately brought in front of you, like guard status, and a electronic voice goes, You do not have access. I was directly by the Inquisitor. What is the passcode? The Inquisitor just told me to come. Um, Bruce uses message, the packed message. Into, into Grimm's head. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe just ask them if they can fetch the guy you're supposed to talk to. If, if I'm not allowed in there, then get me the man who just went through that door. I am supposed to speak to him. Order does not compute. Cannot leave post. Need passcode. Um, okay. I've got, I've still got a couple tricks up my sleeve here. Give me a second. Give me a second to process. Dylan, you wake up in a tent similar to your father's. It seems to be the the war tent, though, that you've been in for the big meetings between captains. Sitting across in a in a short stool is Zaft in his full kit, staring at you. You are sitting bound with your hands behind your back, legs bound in front of you, and a gag is in your mouth. He leans forward and he pulls it down and he says, What in the good goddamn do you think you're doing, boy? Dylan opens just one eye because the other one probably has like Dry blood crusted over. Oh, you ain't looking good. <laughs> yeah, and the as the gag gets removed, Dylan just turns to his side and just spits out a good bit of blood out of his mouth. Looks back. Hi, how are you? I didn't ask you for pleasantries. I asked you, Dylan Bennett, son of Willen, what you think you're doing trying to kill your father. Wasn't trying to kill him. You could have fooled me. You and your friend near did a fucking perfect job. Uh, it happened quickly. I couldn't. That's not what I wanted. He nods to somebody out of your field of vision, and a uh, health potion is put to your lips. Heal for ten. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, let's speed this up, will you? What do you? I got your message. Yeah. I heard him. But what the fuck do you think I'm gonna do with that, huh? I don't know. We're in the middle just... of a war. All I know is that you assaulted your commanding officer. Yeah. Well, after he disintegrated. My spellcasting, basically, and a lot of shit. 
that was helping me. I figured I might not make it out of this tent, so I better make sure that someone with honor that I respect a bit to hear it. So, yeah, you're the first person that came to mind. That's great. Uh, I'm sure that I could uh, 100% testify when he's in court. Yeah. After the war is over, he can be tried in maybe a, a, a political court. But for now, we're at war, and he commands the men. Where's Where's the halfling? Uh, I don't know. I need to find him. Why? He's my friend. What was all this? Whelan was telling me that you were supposedly telling us that we had danger in Santitas. We do. Okay, fill me in now. The Inquisitors of Bree have taken the city. What's your proof? Well, honestly, the Inquisitor part, kind of a guess, but he's always lingering around. But ever hear a man called Seth? No. Okay. Well, he I heard he's probably in the area. I alerted you guys of a castle that... I was getting to that. The castle I alerted you guys of, remember, where we had Bree soldiers? Yeah, proof? I got Paladin Sabobos. He was there. He can vouch for everything I say. Uh, there was a mech or something. I was piloted by a Bree child. Are you on drugs? Not lately, actually. I've been clean. Let me get this straight. A child driving a... a a mech? What What does mech mean? Uh, I just shortened it. It's like a mechanical suit of armor. It was really big. Got it. So a child driving a mechanical suit, a, go- a golem? If Yeah, yeah. I a, didn't a, really a, do golem studies. A, a child driving a golem told you that that Seth uh is taking over Santitas and he is a man in Bree? Yeah, he's and, and, an inquisitor. And when did attacking Will and Bennett come into it? That just kind of happened, I'll be honest with you. Um, I, I think my emotions got the better of me. Or you're a goddamn assassin or somebody who's working for Bree to undermine our army, which you've done a fantastic job of. We're in disarray, we're in chaos, and if you're telling the truth, how are we supposed to fight whatever's behind those walls? And he points off to, to, to the toward the fort, which you assume is the direction he's pointing. I don't know. To be honest, I probably should have talked to the king first. Oh yeah, he's around. Yeah, you must be high. No, he's uh, he's very upset with his brother and uh, Willen. Apparently, they've been poisoning him. Jesus, kid. Proof. Back pocket. Uh, what is the what is in your back pocket? All of my papers revolving around the corruption of the crown, Willen, everything. Okay. Um, that's part of it. Also, the mages from the Wizards College can vouch for everything I say. All right. Well. Good to know I'm still working for the right side if I choose to. I follow the king's orders. Well, like I said, I can't. I'm oh, not a jury. Also, uh, other back pocket, it's the writ from the king to arrest Willen, if you remember I had him sign. Fair. All right. So, yeah, he pulls that out, and he's like, well, that's good. That All should right, have well. the king's seal on it, correct? He nods somebody, and uh, they cut your ties. So he looks at it, and he says, well, shit, that's a hell of a doer. How the hell did you get a writ from the king? You say he's alive. Where? Why wouldn't he just show his face? Well, Willen kind of doesn't want him around. Safety concerns and all. And uh, he also, you know, has been poisoned almost ritualistically by his brother with Willen's help. So, he leans in close. And you don't know who to trust, right? What makes you think you can trust me, Dylan? I've been working with your father my whole goddamn life. Because you choose to do good every day. Uh, roll persuasion. 
<laughs> Nineteen. He he kind of he pauses at that. And he's like, okay. Uh, a nun told me that's what makes a good person isn't doing good once. It's choosing to good do good every day. Uh, from the back of the room, uh, you hear somebody uh grunt, and uh, a familiar voice who I will butcher now speaks up. And he says, "If it's any consolation, he he does believe in them." And it's Bob's voice. Holy shit. <laughs> You're still alive. I'm out. You're I'm out. Alive. I'm done. Mitch is out. <laughs> no more Bob. So, like I said, man, we're in the middle of a military, and you're telling me that I am already behind enemy lines, and you thought that the right way to do it was to send the army into chaos. I can't trust what you've done. I'm going to keep yeah. you under lock and key, right? That's fair. Anything I need to know right the fuck now? I think... If the halfling is not here, he's either in danger, or you should definitely tell him I'm alive if you see him. Is there a reason that saves the rest of this army from certain death that I need to fucking find this halfling? No, not that. I'm sorry, kid, I got priorities. No, it's fair. Roy, uh, you're not long after your cube thaws, and uh, you are in the middle of a tent. You've kind of plopped down into a puddle. And standing next to you is Jess Donnell, and in the through the tent flaps strides Jennifer Eric. Alright, where were we? Why did you just try to kill Will and Bennett? And don't make a move, or give me any too smart of an answer, because I love trying out new spells on people. I move. Uh, she casts Finger of Death. Alright! Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> well, roll con save. That is the wrong dice. It's a bit it's a bit late to roll a new character. But, you know. <laughs> it's like I don't I don't know why you're gonna call somebody out like that. Out of curiosity, does anybody remember what Roy's last words were? <laughs> I move. Where are his last words? <laughs> <laughs> no, they were uh you first. Yes, I think. they were you, yeah, first. you first. She said run rabbit, and then he went, You first. And then nothing fucking happened. <laughs> Finger of death. You send a negative energy coursing through a creature that you can see within range, causing it searing pain. The target must make a constitution saving throw. It takes 78 plus 30 necrotic damage on a failed save. Okay. Or half uh, as much that on a successful one. 18 plus 4. Con. Damn. Okay, so half as much damage. How much is that? Not that it matters, but... Not yeah, I don't think it matters. You you've you've run out of tricks, but I'm gonna go ahead and do it anyway for the fun of it. I mean, I'm at nine HP, so <laughs> which it hey just makes me happy. I rarely get to such high damage. So where's my fucking dice at? I can't wait till they all roll one. Right, it would have to. It adds thirty though. Uh <laughs> it's not really fair. It's not. So that's gonna be thirty six plus thirty. The sixty six necrotic damage. Uh, uh, I'm dead, dead. Yeah, so it's gonna do. Th- 33. I'm not in-cabbed. I'm dead dead. <laughs> on a fa- Well, that's cool, because on a failed save, if it drops you to zero hit points, you die. And you are immediately raised as a zombie. As this happens, Dylan, as you're sitting in camp, uh, you hear the sound of a veal's scream. You've only heard the scream one other time, and that was the day Canton died. Dylan eats shit from the scream and covers his ears. <laughs> and and Roy, it just it just goes dark as you hear a veal scream. And that's the last thing you hear as everything goes black. Grim, 
What are you and Bruce going to do? You are interrupted by that scream in your heads. No one else seems to react to it. I do my best not to, not to flinch too much. Grim, you've never heard that what You know what it means because you weren't Faye, not right. because you've heard it before like they have. Um, I, it kind of... It, it rings true something I was worried was going to happen anyway, but I can't be set off my mission here. Okay, so this is going to get wild. Can I use tongues to give them the answer they're looking for? They're looking for words that I don't know. <laughs> I know. Nah. <laughs> oh, Very funny. Very cute. No. Um, okay, well then, what I'm going to do... So the only way up is through these dudes? Um, as far as you can see, yeah. I mean, there's always, like, you guys are high-level adventurers. Can you fucking I mean, climb I outside? I don't know. I probably could climb There's ways. Outside. In here, yes. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I look around this room. What else do I see in the room? Uh, from from here, you see that there, that, uh, if you go out of this first door, this door's open everywhere. Like, everything's pretty much opened up. You see that a lot of the soldiers that have been filing out along the walls, it looks like they've been using this door to get to the top okay. of the wall. So you could head outside of the fort. Uh, here, Bruce, the Bruce again speaks directly into Grim's head. Uh, Gr- Grim, I've got another worse idea. Uh, head, head back down the stairs. Okay. And then I, I listen. Uh, so we, we walk back down the stairs. And then Bruce, instead of an automaton, changes into Seth. And then Bruce grabs Grim by the back of the head and marches him up the stairs. Back Grim, to the Grim complies with this, okay. with this as so, much so as he Bruce can, making it look Grim. like he's actually grabbing Grim with the <laughs> illusion, doing his best. Okay. And uh, we get to the top of the stairs, and Seth says, open it, now. Roll me a persuasion check. I can fuck that up. Give me one second. I mean, you could fuck it up. Can I assist? Can I give him advantage or something? Hey, Jeff. Go. Hey, Jeff. Yeah, yeah hey, Jeff. It, you yeah. have advantage because he's Don't bother, yes. bud. Don't bother. That good. That good, huh? Nat 20. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Go team Barry. <laughs> All right. Uh, they... You see the two robots, just the two golems kind of look at each other really quick. And if a golem shrugged, it would look a lot like what they did. But much like Faye can't, uh, bone people can't wink, golems can't shrug. And then the weapons are withdrawn. And you guys uh, Bruce go opens the door with Jeff. Or with, hey, uh, with uh, Grim. Ryan, I think their roles are very different from our roles. Uh, it tends to be the way it goes. <laughs> <laughs> so uh i again do my best to use the 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 illusion to support that and we go through the door and as we're going up i say inside of uh i use the message to message bruce and go when we get up here we have to incapacitate this man as quickly as possible bruce turns back into an automaton and we we get up there to see what's going on what is it what do we see when we as we start to peek up there, there are levels in the tower that you can peer in, various rooms, uh, like all sorts of shit that you could check out. But if you're beelining it, uh, you get to the top of this tower. And once you get to the top, you see that there's a bunch of uh, people milling around. Uh, they look to be 
what you've come to assume are tieflings at this point. They have the slightly reddish tinned skin. Most of them are in the the cultist style robes of the casters. Uh, you see that there is a weird sort of step ladder situation leading up to the crystal, and it is popped open, and they are currently marching a tiefling kid up the ladder, and he's getting ready to look like get strapped into this thing. Um, am I? Do I see the guy I was following originally? This crystal, by the way, is like 20 feet on a diameter. It's humongous. Okay. Do I see the guy I was following originally? Uh, yeah, you see him uh, pointing out and just kind of just giving orders and people are just doing what he says to do. They're just prepping. Uh, it's at, at his behest that they start marching the kid up the ladder. Okay. Uh, I'm going to quickly f- like flutter my illusion just to change my ranking to be higher than his ranking. To have... <laughs> and uh... um, Roll me a an intelligence check to see if you get the right rank. So how many people are in here? Um, I'm going to go ahead and pull up one of my, my things. Let me go ahead and say that up here you find five what look like stereotypical cultists, a couple more warlocks that or a couple more of the breeze soldier that seem to hold officer rank. And you also see what looks to be a much larger uh, construct moving around and doing a lot of he- the heavy lifting. Uh, but it also looks... Kind of scary looking. It's got some spikes, an extra bit, and some platforms on its back. Uh, on the platform, two uh, cloaked figures are riding it. Okay. Uh, what did you roll? 14. Okay. You pick an insignia. You think it's good. You, you saw somebody giving orders downstairs. Okay. Um, I'm going to use my detect magic. Actually, no. I'm going to use my... I'm going to get as close as I can to this crystal without like without trying to like... Uh, acting like I'm just kind of observing what's going on, and I'm going to use my true sight on it. It should tell okay. me a bit more than my detect magic will. You, you get the same uh, feeling from this as the shit that was made by uh, Underbrew that you met at the fort. It's very much like the giant red crystal that was in the front of that uh, golem that you fought. The one that shot a giant beam of energy that nearly killed Dylan. Yes. Okay. All right, so I rolled a, what is that? It's an investigation. A 20 investigation to see if I could sort out how to disable or otherwise enfeeble this mechanism. Okay. Sprouting out of the back and bottom of it, and it seems to be on some sort of a swivel. Uh, so depending on what you want to deactivate, you could either deactivate the mechanism that moves it, but there's also like a series of what look like incredibly thick cabling that comes down on either, like two cables that come down on either side and then go down straight into the ground, uh, into the tower itself. So essentially you could either attack the mechanism, which you see like one of the guys is just kind of like fiddling with it and making like, you can see how it swivels and moves up and down. Uh, and then... There's also people checking on the cabling. The cabling looks very thick. It seems to be encased in some sort of sturdy material that looks, well, like rubber, but you're not familiar with it. Okay. And, um, Does, do, can I tell which way it's facing currently? Oh, it is, it is facing and they are angling it down at the army. Okay. And they are, there's people up there messing with it? Yes. Can I use Unseen Servant to disable its movement? Unseen Servant can only lift like 20 pounds, right? It has a strength score of 2, apparently. Yeah, so it's like 30 pounds. So it can do as much as something who can lift 30 pounds could do. Right, but it that could be major if it's like, take out like one screw that 
is important or, you know. Take time, but yeah, you could set the Unseen Servant to just look for anything it can take apart. Yeah, it, in, anything to disable its movement. And okay. I'll just stay there observing until it's done. And also, it has been a fair amount of time since I talked to Star. Just putting that out there. I know. So so you set the Unseen Servant begins um, and starts doing its thing as it starts to do that. You see a couple of people are clocking you guys because because you're like up here and uh, um, you see that like somebody's kind of bringing it to the attention of that officer. Bruce, what did you want to do? Uh, what was the sound that the uh, the machination? How did that sound when it was dying in the end? Did it make uh, any sounds or was it just it cluttering like the, around? The, the the big old golem back in the day. Yeah, Jeff. Go- go- Jeff Golem. Jeff Golem. Go- yeah. Golem? When, when we fucked up the crystal yeah. and the Jeff crystal Golem? finally Jeff started Golem. going off. I, I, if it made a sound, it was like the powering down of a generator. Okay. Uh, Bruce is going to attempt thaumaturgy to play that sound from the source of this giant thing. Oh, I love that. What's the source? Yeah. Like the crystal? Yeah. So it's it's okay. it's Star Wars uh, Death Star power down sound from uh, the Death Star. <laughs> okay. Uh, That's an editor's note. You see a bunch of the cultists just going like, ah, God, damn it. Uh, Then somebody like yells at somebody and they run down the stairs to go like check something. And and very quickly, you then hear the sound for real as it shuts off. (laughs) I love it. And then he comes running up and everybody yells at him. (laughs) That poor mechanic. I love it. He didn't deserve that. (laughs) And he's like, what? And then he runs back down. (laughs) <laughs> and it, you guys can interrupt, but yeah. okay. If <laughs> he's gonna go back, by the time he gets back up, gets yelled at, he's then gonna run back down to turn it on again. Okay, so <laughs> as he runs back down, okay. at this point, like that should have been enough time for me to do something, right? I got something done with the unseen TV, unseen servant, potentially. But you also have the officer rolling up on you now. Okay, well, I'm just going to go. I'm gonna just start barking orders at him or barking. Just like yelling at him, like, "How could you have messed this up? You know how important this." And just follow him down the stairs, like I'm chewing him out, and he will be getting chewed out. <laughs> oh, you uh, changed and, the tech. And okay. Mac, Mac Bruce just follows because you know. Okay. Um, give me a performance check as you do that. Uh, fifteen. Okay, I rolled an I rolled an eighteen. Okay, uh, you go down there and you lose sight of the the guy, the guy who was walking at you. You don't know if he's still following you, but you just kind of sort of go down the stairs with him. As you guys go down like one floor, he ducks into the most like the room right below where there seems to be some tech shit, some 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 magic tech shit, and it's the magic tech equivalent of a generator. It actually looks like a a bath in a stone basin, and in the center of it appears to be what looks like an egg, and the egg glows. Grim, you recognize these as trapped elementals that the Fae have used to fuel their uh, airships in the past. Okay, do... I just want to watch him turn it uh, turn it on again, as I'm, like, chewing him out, and then look, and then clock other exits. Okay. Um, he brings up, like, he, he, like, presses some runes, which light up, and then it brings up, like, another, like, uh, holographic thing. And he just sort of, like, s- does some hand signals. And uh, it seems to be some sort of arcana-based control system as you mm-hmm. watch him. And he just, like, 
swipes and it turns back it powers back on and this time they hear the sound and he just hears everybody upstairs and uh right after that you start to hear the sound of an alarm go off in the direction of the tower that you guys knocked several people unconscious in okay cool we're so far away from there and can't possibly be blamed right now (laughs) that's gonna be a 16 to grab the uh cultist who turned it on yes okay Okay, Uh, you have a cultist in your hand. He doesn't seem particularly well-grabbed at the moment. And are you sure you only rolled a 16? I rolled a 4, bud. Yay! Oof. So yes, I only added 12 to my (laughs) 4. First of all, how dare you not tell us that, because yay. And second of all, damn, man. Damn. (laughs) Uh, Add add 12, still fuck up. Yeah, I got a brand. <laughs> um, I'm going to in our in with the message go, Bruce. What, Bruce? <laughs> <laughs> Graham's just trying to catch up to what just happened because Bruce gave no warning. Um, and I'm trying to find my my grappling brawler thing. The objective is for Bruce to contain this man because I can do that. Um, you have more than one attack. You get to roll two more times to, to attempt. If you succeed again, he's restrained. Okay. That's a 24. Yeah, he restrained. You grab him, you pick him Got up, him. you put your other hand around his mouth, and then you just hold him. You have him. It's there. I guess technically I should roll against a 24, but the fuck, he ain't gonna roll that. <laughs> and then, Bruce... Oh, I can't do the last... I can't do the last part because it requires a standard action. Uh, you're not in combat. We're technically not in combat, so yes, you can. Bruce takes the form of a paladin. Okay. Forces him to the ground and says, May the light of Newman guide you as close to Sabobos as he could. He doesn't look like Sabobos, but he looks like a Numanite. And then Bruce punches this man in the back for uh, an 18 and accidentally lets go of him. Ah. Okay. Uh, he immediately okay. drops. You hit him. How much damage do you do? Fuck. <laughs> Shit. This might... Bruce might have just sent that to a corpse. Hang on. Uh... You might have. <laughs> that might have worked too him well. Up, he didn't... Uh... He... Squeezing him, you got the impression that he's not particularly robust. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nine subdual damage. He drops to exactly zero, gets like two steps away, and falls unconscious. He has exactly nine health. (laughs) God damn it. (laughs) I go, that'll be helpful when he wakes up, I guess. Uh, And then uh, Bruce is a giant. Bruce doesn't know what he's doing. There's a lot of doors. That shit's plugged in. We're just going to rip shit up. Bruce is just going to wreck it off this room. Uh, Grim, you don't know how this works, right? No. Okay. Well, I mean, I know how to turn it off. I watched him turn it on. I think I can turn it off. Okay, well, then Bruce has got, like, cables in both hands. I I guess we'll try that route first. I mean, honestly, honestly, they'll just turn it back on. If we're already this in, let's just fucking keep it going. That's a check of that 20. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, you rip it so hard that the entire basin pulls up off the ground. The, one of the wires detaches and you swing the whole thing into the wall. In a mo- Are there any windows where we're at? For a brief moment as Bruce Barry does that, his illusion me. flickers and you just see Barry. Of course. 
<laughs> and uh, you hear an uproar from upstairs as people are reacting to the Saxon going off and whatever just happened down below as the power to the thing shuts down again. Um, are there any windows? Not to this room, no. Okay. I I tell Bruce, I was like, I go, Burden Buddy, now! <laughs> we do the thing. <laughs> and we Burden Buddy up. I change forms again and just like, without looking like I'm running, move quickly down the stairs. Dylan. Dylan's now uh, returned to his seat and just kind of silently sobbing and crying. Hey. Hey, hey, kid, what happened? I, what ha- what happened to you? I, uh, I think I lost someone. Captain! It's magic. Uh, I'm sorry, but... And Dylan just wipes his eyes as best he can. You're not making any sense. Sorry. Uh, you guys hear the alarm go off toward the Santita's Keep. What? Sounds like they're under attack. You know anything about this? Well, my Oops. guess would be the people of Bree. If they're not working with the Duke, wouldn't they be trying to break in? Well, Not would... trying to meta, but it's, like, so hard. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, if they're under attack, and they are some of our men, do I help defend them? Am I protecting the people uh, of Santitas or not? We should always protect the people. He, uh, he storms out, and you hear men getting together and heading towards Santitas. Dylan's looking for his gear. He's still fucked up, but he's gonna look for his gear. Um, it looks like they didn't bother stripping your gear. You weren't out long. Dylan breaks out of his bindings. Um, roll strength, or sleight of hand. So that's, uh, 26. Uh, as you slip out, uh, you hear a voice from the corner. I just want you to know that if I wanted you to be caught, I'd have tied them better. And you see Sarah at the at the tent flap, and she's like, I had to save your father today. Fuck you for that. That was actually not me, but I appreciate you saving him. I don't know what you're here to do, but you best get on it. By the way, your friend, he's in two tents over. Dylan just has that slow realization, and he's gonna push his, like, breastplate back into position to try and, you know, keep the wounds closed. Look at her, finish undoing his leg bindings, and go, I'm just gonna try and save everyone. Well, let's start with Troy. The boy was shy to potatoes, but he's alright. Yeah, Dylan uh, takes off in a sprint towards two tents down. She follows you. He's coming in there like a bat out of hell. He is okay. Uh, do you just kick in the tent flap, so to speak, or? Yeah, I'm. Uh, yeah, if they're sealed shut, they're being cut open real quick. Yeah, you you burst in, and as you're kicking in, you see uh, Jess Donnell standing over Roy and going, "That's really weird. Usually, that spell uh, resurrects them as a zombie." Dylan sees uh, dead Roy. He looks completely slack and glass-eyed, but over. His body, you see the spectral form of a veal silently screaming and holding him. And it looks like she's holding on to something in him. Uh, I gotta roll to see how well Dylan keeps his shit together, because this is dead Roy as far as he knows. Will Arcana. Uh, Arcana? Well, yeah. good thing you nerfed that recently. Roll religion. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, that's worse. Uh, religion? Okay. I don't that's, uh, that's 10. Arcana would have been 15. Okay, 15 it is. We're gonna go with whatever's better. Um, either one, you see, uh, you don't see the religion aspect. What you see is a beam of energy that has struck Roy, and it is a necromantic effect 
that you can only see because a veal has it in her, in her fist and is holding it in place with all of her strength. And you can see her arm is withering as she sits there. Uh, I'm gonna look at Avil past them, and I can't believe I'm gonna fucking say this. Use my soul as fuel. What? <laughs> she gets her power from her connection with Roy. I'm saying if she needs more power, take mine. You run up, and she reaches out and grabs you by the heart with the other hand. You are immediately exhausted. I need you... Uh, we're gonna go yep. ahead and level one exhaustion, and yep. uh, you can feel Roy's life essence being held onto, and mine too now. <laughs> yeah, and you can see Jess and Jen who are just dumbfounded in front of you as uh, this happens. Sarah comes in behind you. Roll initiative. What are you doing? I think right now my heart's getting ripped out, both figuratively and literally. Avil says, "Just get him out of here." Uh, that is uh twenty-three initiative. Yep. Uh, that's 20 initiative. <laughs> Way to go, corpse. <laughs> uh, I rolled high on Dylan's keep it shit together roll, they by the way. absolutely trash. Go. Dylan grabs Roy and is moving 90 feet anywhere else. Um, and she said, get him out of here. I'm gone. You step out holding uh, Roy in your arms and bolting. Uh, you feel drained and you're near the edge of camp still. You, they didn't take you far. You see Zaf just standing off, giving orders to men as they start to march into Santitas, and he clocks you, but like he can't. He kind of tries to bark some orders, but it's complete chaos as you are bolting. At the end of this round, you take another level of exhaustion. Okay, uh, my speed is now halved. So D- Dylan, you have Roy, and you are bolting for the edge of camp, and Avil is using your life force to keep him alive for as little as well you can. Grim. Bruce, you're running back down the stairs. Hurrying. Hurrying. And, and, Expediting and, our exit. A controlled scurry. <laughs> yes. A deliberate movement with haste. <laughs> it's a power walk. You guys find yourself back down next to the other two. Are you still looking the same way you did when you went up the stairs? No, he changed forms again. You were Seth. And now he has Bruce in the backpack. Right? Yeah, but, but no, Bruce was Seth. So I changed out of Seth. I've seen a bunch of techs. I just look like a different tech now. Okay. Not the one we knocked out. So they won't they won't think of it anything of a tech walking out. One of I them like to... moves to like block you, free like go gets confused and then like like seems to reboot and then just goes back into staring forward. Does not compute. Too many people. <laughs> yeah, I mean the the techs shouldn't confuse it. And then I go right back and I'm telling Bruce I'm like in our heads. Great work, Bruce. Now, let's find that fucking mantle. And I, I'm, I've i kept the hunter's mark this entire t- entire time, so I know where he's at, or I at least have advantage on finding him. He is directly below you, deeper than when you started. He seems to have gone underground. Okay, I'm just you going. You feel the same similar rumbling earthquake that you felt back at the quake that sort of freaked out the Goliaths. It shakes oh, yes. the whole building. I think it's safe to say that all of our conversations with each other are mental. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Gr- gr- Graham, I, we're, we're losing our exit strategy, buddy. As we go, like, deeper into ground with less and less exits. Yes, I'm well aware, but there's not much we could do about it. I'm just saying, if we get the thing and then we get dead, didn't really matter, did it? Well, the plan 
is to get the thing and get the fuck out as best we can. We've been doing good at this, Bruce. I'm 100% confident we can get the thing. It's the surviving after that part I'm, I'm stuck up on. All we have to do is keep confusing them as to who we are. No one has any idea what we look like at this stage. I don't have any idea what we look like at this stage. You're right, because you're inside the illusion, not outside the illusion. This is exactly my point. We're doing great. Oh my god. Oh my god, it's perfect. And Bruce makes himself look like Roy. Because you're the burden buddy. Yeah, because Bruce is tidy. Swole Roy! <laughs> Swoy. Because Bruce doesn't know what the fuck that scream was about. Uh, right. Um, does Bruce not know, or does Bruce just not want to think about it? Because, let's I be real. I don't think Bruce knows. How dumb is knows. Bruce? Bruce? Yeah, I don't think Bruce ever... You heard the original informed. scream. Yeah, yeah but he, 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 he may have heard it, but I don't think... He wasn't around it, it directly did. after, so... yeah. It didn't get. I don't think you ever knew the context. Unless it was tied directly for him, you could say that you didn't get it. But there's nothing saying you couldn't have an inkling. Um, that's your call. It's not a good feeling. That that's not the kind of sound that makes you feel good. No. So Bruce isn't feeling like peppy. Bruce would definitely not like. I don't know that he knows specifically, but you you get an idea that that is not a good like like that that idea is there. But Bruce also isn't going to address that right now. It's fair. Pressing issues. Yeah, we're kind of in the thick of it right now. Like, the next five minutes. <laughs> yeah. You guys head downstairs. We're heading downstairs. Yeah. You come to another guarded doorway. Um, on the way down, I changed into an, a different looking officer again. In fact, the officer who is at the top. A different looking officer carrying Roy on his back. I'm just trying to catch the levels that it's we're a five in. Foot it's a five-foot cube. cube. He's inside oh, so, the illusion. Got you. So the reality is that you are a Grim carrying a Roy, but outside of the five foot cube, you look like yes. an officer. Correct. And nothing else. <laughs> Bruce did that See? entirely to tickle. This his is own why I need to know the yes. levels here. We're very. I'm so far down the rabbit hole, man. I'm about to meet fucking Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, <laughs> There's layers to the shit. Come on. Yeah, bro. When's Leo and these showing shit up? Players, we've got layers. When's Leo showing up? I, I want to thank him for his work on Ryan. Titanic. <laughs> Ryan, I love you right now. <laughs> thank you. You flipped me off. <laughs> All right. Okay. Yes. So, as you make it, as you get there, though, you come against another group, immediately blocked by some glaives. Password. Uh, fuck. I didn't bother to get a password before. <laughs> that was the password. Fuck. The they, imme- they immediately undo password accepted. You get to another door, just another level down. <laughs> Same thing. Password. Fuck. Wrong. Pass- Try again Password. or be destroyed. Password one two three. It always works. <laughs> By the way, I gotta go change my password, so. Uh, Bruce. <laughs> Bruce is gonna Bruce is gonna throw a hail mary in this one. Uh, uh, what, what if we go with what if we go with Azazel? Like it's on the nose, but I mean I'm just saying. It is on the nose, but uh, fuck it, Azazel. I think that's what the password was. Incorrect. I keep getting... They change it so often. Uh, the weapons are drawn and aimed at you. You have one more try, and then you're rolling initiative. I'll let you try to guess it. Fuck it. <laughs> All right, Bruce. Looks like we've got either one more guess, or we fucking get into some trouble. Which do you prefer? You guys are going to feel dumb when it's password one, two, three. <laughs> we would. We uh, would 100%. feel real dumb. It's more automatons, right? Yes, it is two automatons. Back, I need to pull up. All right, uh, Grim, Grim, I got another real bad plan. 
take us, take take us back around that corner. And then I go, I act like I'm in a in a huff. <laughs> go get the stupid password. I walk back around the corner. You, you see, one of them's like, stop. You must give code now. You are in password lock. And they, they take steps at you, but they're not very fast. Okay. We get around the corner. All right. We're both going to look like the mech things, and we're going to tell them that we're refreshing the password reset. The new password is Got it. Azazel123. And, we... and Bruce hops out of the burden buddy, and Bruce changes his form to look yes, like an automaton. We do. It just turns and walks yes. back down the stairs. As does Grim. Grim looks like an automaton, one that's maybe slightly too small. One of the uh, robots steps up to you and is like, say password immediately or face extinction. Password override authorized. New password initiation cycle. Password contains too many syllables. Incorrect. Roll initiative. <laughs> All right. Well, we fucking tried, bud. Also, I realize what I'm going to do and it might break too. We had a we good run, Jeff. We, we did, had a but good keep run. in mind, the two of us are the most damaging things that we could possibly be on our team. I have built a glass cannon and you've built the largest hammer in the world. Work on a smash. (laughs) (laughs) And the best part is I'm the defense hammer. That was- I'm the auto defense hammer. That might have been one of the coolest things ever said on this fucking podcast. I'm absolutely stoked. I (laughs) want to do this combat so bad. I think I'm going to cut back to Dylan. That's gonna be an eight for initiative, boys! Uh, Dylan's gonna <laughs> run and find a spot to hide behind. Okay. Because uh, bonus action hide, you know. You, uh, at this point, have found a copse of trees just outside the military camp, just before the city. Uh, I'm gonna look at Avil, who's still floating over him, I assume. Uh, she's, and... like, attached. She's just, like, literally sitting in him and holding on to whatever spark represents his life force. And Dylan, yours now. Uh... She's got one in each fist. Dylan's gonna look at Roy, and he's gonna just softly smile, and tears start rolling down his cheeks, and he just looks at Avil and goes, Me, not him. Dylan, no, I, know. I swear to God, if you do not keep running, I will... Avil. I don't want to make you choose. Go, now. I already chose. And You're I'm right. not letting you go now. I can't lose him. If it comes to that, I'll take you. But you're gonna try. Okay. You promise, though. I want your word. A deal is struck, and she clenches your heart. <laughs> okay. Fuck! <laughs> you sense the strange thrum of power that happens when Grim makes a deal. And she says, go, Dylan. And Dylan just sprints again. 90 feet, just hauling ass, carrying him. Uh, you get another level of exhaustion. You are at three levels. I believe you're oh, wait, starting it's to actually, be slowed. I, I'm moving at 45 feet, and now I have disadvantage on... Because I have... Actually, I had one stored, so now it's speed halved. Because I checked, I only stored one level of exhaustion, so now I'm at two, not three. And I'm still running. So I'm at 45 feet a turn. Okay. Um, you find yourself uh, just breaking the city lines, and if it's going to keep happening at like around a piece, you're not feeling too strong about that. And it's at this point... That you hear the sound of a strange engine, a machine that you've only heard once before, and a gnome in goggles screaming at the top of his lungs. I can't believe I'm doing this for Roy! <laughs> uh, grabs you from the back and throws you onto the back of his goer, and you are hauling ass through the city on his motorcycle. Uh, Dylan's just 
like shocked and then smiling and then laughing <laughs> just in pure disbelief this is even happening and just holding on to Roy. As you are running through the city, you see that men from the army have taken uh, up lines just outside the city. They're preparing to march through. They don't know what to expect. It's absolute chaos. The city walls are lined with, as soon as you can see them, you know that these are tieflings. They're dressed in the fucking colors of Bree. They're not even hiding it. You see them all draw longbows, and a line of soldiers is moving that you are ahead of, and you watch a hail of arrows shoot from these longbows, and they sail toward the line of Griffinport's army. And it seems like they're really, really horrible shots, because it looks like they're going to go just behind the front line. Oh, no. And as the arrows strike the ground, the firer of the arrows, the archers who fired them, use the arrow to teleport immediately to where the arrow struck. And they appear behind the front line of Griffinport and immediately begin carving into them. The line is taken completely by surprise. The battle for Santitas has begun. Good luck. tavern goers thanks again for joining us for another adventure on torchlit tavern hopefully you've been listening to us leading up to arc 4 but if not you can always go back to our beginning or if you are less inclined i have provided a summary of the story so far at the beginning of episode 50 if you are looking for other ways to listen to us we can be found on apple podcasts spotify stitcher youtube podbean or any of your preferred podcasting services please continue to share like and most importantly rate us on whatever your preferred service may be. We have no designs on any vast empire, but the more you help, the more we can share our small, silly story with others. If you truly love our show and want to go above and beyond our dreams, you can support us on Patreon at patreon backslash torchlittavern, where we can reward you with bonus content, including blooper episodes, additional lore, or bonus episodes. If you wish to reach out to us, you can contact us directly at torchlittavern at gmail.com or visit our website at torchlittavern.com. We also can be found on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter by searching Torchlit Tavern. You can find me, Jameson Oxford, on Twitter at Agent Beige. You can find Ryan at Ryan SCB Santos on Twitter. You can find Jeff at Big underscore J underscore the bad man on Twitter. And you can find Randall on Instagram at Argo Omega. Additional music used in this episode was from Incompitech.com, used under the Creative Commons license. The songs used were Master Disorder, Spring Thaw, Morning Song, Gregorian Chant, and Mechanolith by Kevin McLeod. Thanks again for listening, and don't forget, Feck your warlock, dear. Dylan, as he witnesses this, just looks down at Roy, lifeless in his arms, and he just goes, I'm going to get you home. I'm going to get you home. I'm going to get you home. I I hope I broke your heart a little bit, Ryan. (laughs) 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 No, you didn't. Fucking dick. No, I'm... This has been a rough, it's been a rough hour and a half sitting here.